Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans. It's time for Fighter's Fury inside the heart of a champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790 The Ticket. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. Another edition of Fighter's Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Brendan Tobin here with you. We have a lot to dive into with what went down, not only yesterday, but this entire weekend with UFC 210. It was wild, man. It was wild. It was not without controversy. It was not without weirdness. Um, Yesterday, after the fights got a little weird, as you had a career end, you know, titles were defended, scales were being broken, you know, people don't know what the new rules are, those people being referees, whose their job is to know what the rules are, I mean, things things in New York, they just continue to go peachy keen for the UFC, man, it was, it was a wild, wild night, so, I don't know where we should start, I think we'll just start, we'll just work our way back, so, we get to... Last night's main event, and he got Daniel Cormier versus Anthony Rumble Johnson. We almost didn't get to this point of them having to defend for a belt. What went down on Friday was we had the early weigh-ins, which we know it's almost becoming as dramatic as if they're uh, uh, almost as dramatic as what the fights are going to be is what the results of the weigh-ins are going to be. Because it seems now with these early weigh-ins, everything's up in the air. And not only... Not only just little fights, big fights. I mean, you're talking main events, co-main events. What everybody's hopeful uh, hopeful fight of the year was going to be, Tony Ferguson versus Habib Nurmagomedov, it got ruined by the scale. And so I'm getting ready to do the, the show on Friday with Leroy. And this has kind of become a thing. Like, we're always doing Weight Watch on the show now because we got to see Who's actually going to make weight? And the news on Friday was, yeah, uh, was DC 206.2, misses weight. I'm like, oh. And I think I had like a shoddy signal in the uh, in the, in the the parking garage because my, my Twitter wasn't updated so great. But DC misses weight. And so I'm like, oh, all right, well, that's it. Title fight's off. Or at least it's not going to be for a title fight. It's not going to be for a title. Who knows if Rumble's even going to want to fight. Uh, Let's see what happens. So, DC, he's got the towel out of the first attempt. 206.2. Pretty over. You know, there's no grace of having to be 206. He had to be 205. New York and their cockamamie rules. Hey, Canada, you could be a champion. It could be three pounds. CGSP. Um... 
So, so Daniel doesn't make weight, and that should be it. But apparently New York found some kind of loophole where D.C. could make weight. And he comes back like two minutes later. Mind you, his first weigh-in was probably like five minutes before the deadline. I think he had to weigh in by 11 Eastern. So misses weight the first time. Comes back in two minutes. And they bring the towel out again. DC puts his hands on the towel. Normally you could have somebody hold it for you. He's holding the towel. And makes weight. One, uh, 205 on the dot. So he's in. They say he's in. Title fight's gone. Rumble comes out. He makes weight well well past uh, the limit. He was like at 203. 203.8 I think was his, his exact weight. So, title fight's on, that's happening, and great. We got a championship fight. But it was without controversy. You know, people are saying to Daniel Cormier, you know, he pushed off on the towel. I didn't know this trick. Apparently, this is an old wrestling trick I was unaware of. I've never seen this uh, this tactic be, moved, uh, be used before. Uh, but apparently, DC, they're saying, put it, pushed his uh, his weight down on the towel, was able to uh, to, to, to shed the weight that way. It's as good an explanation as I have as anything else, other than them recalibrating the scale while he was gone. You know, so he loses the pound point, the one point two pounds in the span of two minutes. Is it a huge controversy? John Jones called it the dirt, one of the dirtiest things he's seen in sports. Um, you know, it's one point two pounds. You, you got to make weight, but ultimately. Ultimately, I'm happy that we got to where we were Saturday night. We had a championship fight. I would have been much more upset if they told me DC had no more attempts and couldn't make weight um, and that the fight potentially was off. I would have been much more upset with that than I would have did he push up on a on a towel to to, to make weight. He didn't deny it. You know, he was he was saying, I made the weight. He said it yesterday. Can you clear it up once and for all? He said, I made the weight. So did he? Didn't he? Maybe he did. I don't know. Ultimately, I was happy that he he was happy that I'm happy that he was out there fighting. Now, what got weird was the championship fight. So we get to Saturday night, and Daniel Cormier taking on Rumble Johnson, the rematch. You got Jimmy Manuel cage side. You got John Bones Jones cage side. You got Regine Cognito cage side. You got Thurman Thomas cage side. You got all the, the great Buffalo, uh, all the great Buffalo Bills there celebrating. So the weird thing about round one, Rumble Johnson comes out and he decides, I'm going to grapple with Daniel Cormier. I'm going to go. I'm going to try and out wrestle him. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I don't know why that was his strategy. I I would have understood a, a a Rumble Johnson, you know, almost going to it at like if you were concerned about gas tank like Connor versus Nate, pick his spots, maybe not go for broke as much with the striking. But you have a guy in Daniel Cormier who looked terrible at the weigh-ins. And, you know, by his own minutes, wasn't the most disciplined going into this camp. So this could have been Rumble's window. He even had a moment. Broke DC's nose. Striking looked good. 
But, you know, it's weird. It's weird to, to understand why he went that route. I mean, you know, he did, he wasn't even clear on that, that clear on it after the fight. But the guy who's who's there to just just rain hell with his hands. It's just like I, I don't understand what the strategy was there. But he goes that way, probably takes round one. Um you know, breaks DC's nose, has the better uh, the better position. So he takes round one, then they go to round two. Like, all right. Probably probably uh, throwing DC off a little bit, maybe. Then in round two, he's going for the takedown even more. Takes him down, but he's got to be exhausted. He gets DC to the ground. DC uh, gets better position on him. Gets his back. About two minutes left in the round. Starts wailing on his face. Anthony's not really even defending himself. Almost the same story as, as the first fight. So... Daniel Cormier retains his belt and starts yelling at Jimmy Manawa, kind of ignoring John Jones. Daniel Cormier retains his, his belt at 205, but then we get the shocker of all shockers. Rumble Johnson decides to announce that he's done. He starts, it's real weird too. Like he was, he was there with Joe Rogan because Daniel Cormier gets the belt wrapped around his waist and they start having a talk. Joe tries to put the mic in, but you can't really hear what they're saying. I didn't go back to slow it down or crank it up or anything like that, but he must have told DC there because DC told Joe, no, rumble first, rumble first. And Anthony Anthony Johnson tells the crowd, I'm done. Tells him, tells him this was my last fight. Shocking. He's uh, He's 33 years old. He was just in a title fight. Won the first round. It's not like his skills are diminishing, but he was talking about some lucrative offer he has outside of fighting. He's tired of going and training and, uh, you know, rolling around on a mat, getting punched in the face, fighting with dudes for for a living, and that he has some great offer. Wasn't super clear on it. And that his fighting career is over. So that's weird, man. That was That was a weird thing to see that Rumble Johnson is just like, yeah, I'm calling it quits. Everybody's just like, huh? What do you mean you're calling it quits? He's just in a tight, you know, he's seemingly in the prime of his career. Why is he retiring? And and, and he said, yeah, no matter what, this is going to be my my final fight. And it's just like, all right, so you're telling us if you would have won the title and you would have finally gotten that elusive fight, not only getting the belt, which we know you've been chasing, but then you would have gotten the fight with John Jones, which is the one everyone wants to see. Just strange, man. It was really, really weird to see that he decides to end his career. And you know, this isn't a this isn't a what the hell are you doing? Like, good for him if that's what makes him happy. And he's tired of getting clocked in the face for a living. And and Rumbles, you know, if he's if he's well off or he's got something that's even uh, more lucrative in his own words down the pipe. I mean, good for him. It was just it was a stunner. It was certainly a stunner to see that yesterday. Um, but apparently, yeah, Rumble Johnson is, uh, done for now with mixed martial arts. Good morning, Seema. Good morning, Tommy Guns. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Now that I see you guys, miss you guys. <laughs> we missed you too. Uh, weird night last night. Very weird night. I think you threw the fight. You did. I did. 
It was. Uh, I think he threw the fight. He got his last payday, and he rode off into the sunset. And I believe that Dana's going to feel that way too. That he threw the fight. It was a weird. It was a weird. Like why? Yeah. Why would he go? And his corner f- thought he threw the fight. His corner is furious, from what I understand. Well, they didn't. They didn't go in the. the uh, they didn't go in the. He's like, "Where's my coaches? Coaches? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen such a thing? I've never seen such a thing. It was wild. The whole night was awkward. Weird. Yeah. I thought it was a. I I was not excited about the fights after they happened. You Most f- exciting. Most exciting fight was probably the the um, the chicks that fought. It was a good fight. I enjoyed watching uh, Tiago Alves do his no, thing. No, no, that was the, that was the best fight. I like. Was that. that fight of the night? What was uh, fight of the night? What was? It better not have given anything else. Fight of the night. Uh, you know what? Anything I didn't. Else was I didn't catch any of the prelims because I was into that the heat game. So I don't know if I think it went to a prelim fight though. Really? Yeah, but there was no blood on the mat. How could it have been a good fight? I don't know, man. You like you got, there will be blood, um, but yeah, it's just weird. Like the train wreck, huh? you know. I yeah. don't know, Tommy Guns. What did you make of it? You, DC's performance, Anthony retiring. What that? What, what did you make of it? I thought um, Chubby Cormier did okay. Yeah, he was. He was. was yeah, Chub he Rock. Was. That's his new name, <laughs> Chub Rock. And I was. Uh, I'm very curious, like I'm sure the rest of the world is. What is rumble doing that takes him away from something that he was so good at so soon and i get it going out on the top of your game like he didn't have a tragedy that says i'm exiting now as far as we know but it just seemed really really weird and he said dana doesn't even know right so i it just doesn't jive with mma has anybody heard from dana since last night he did the press conference, um, but he didn't, you know, he didn't give any kind of burning take on what went down with uh, with DC. The only thing, or with uh, with Rumble, the only thing that I guess from the fallout from this fight is he said he swears that he's not going to put uh, John and DC as the main event of any card. Like he's he's he can't trust John Jones to do that, so he's doubling down on that. Um, I don't know if I believe him because, you know. Three months ago, he was telling you, uh, I have a better chance of being quarterback of the New England Patriots than Connor Floyd happening. And now he's like got meetings set up with Connor to finalize the thing. So you never know with Dana. I, I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I think that's clearly a fight. I think that's one of the fights you have to make a main event. I think it's one of the one of the fights that really stands on its own without needing a lot of support behind it. I understand the risk in it because of. What would what? be the main event fight? Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson? That's next week, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wilson Hayes. Yeah. Going for record. Breaking Anderson's record. Wow. Yep. How exciting. It is exciting. That's why it's on about, free TV. It's history. But it's on Big Fox. Anderson? Was it, like, really revealed that that win with Chris Weidman was truly a fluke? Yeah, we got to get into the Chris Weidman thing. That was... Uh, that was weird. He was, but he was on the verge of being annihilated in that second round. As far as I'm concerned, he is. He maybe, maybe, maybe you're right, Seema. Maybe he was, but I his do th- eyes were looking at each other. I, I, I don't disagree with you that that he was on the way out, but even still, the refs got to know the rules, and the ref clearly sure. didn't know the rules. And he then, was protecting Weidman, and they, but they were also making up stuff as it goes, like they're. Not only does the ref not know the rules, because this changed this year. You're only allowed to have 
Show me. To, Demonstrate. We had to have uh, three points. We can barely hear you. Just want you to know that. Three points down. Okay. And now you got to have four. That's yeah. the rule. The rule changed this year. And I think Mergliad. I think Mergliad forgot. I think he thought he only needed three. And at that point, he's just like, well, all right, because you can you can hear as clear as day on the broadcast. The ref say replay shows it was clean. Should it matter? They. I don't even know why people are telling the referee that. Like there's it, apparently for whatever reason there's no replay in New York. Go figure out New York with their rules. They're the worst, by the way. They have four cards. <laughs> They're new to the game. That's, they, Tommy guns. I, I've had how many stories about oh New York, New York, New. We're good. We're getting the UFC here in New York. How much you be prepared? All right, we can't get a damn Mighty Mouse card down here. We can't get anything down here. They're getting cards in Buffalo, Long Island. Brooklyn, there's the Nassau Coliseum, like that thing still existing. They kicked a hockey team out because the roof was caving in. They're gonna put fighters there. Get the hell out of here! What is the what kind of what kind of palms were greased to get New York every other card this year? And they don't know, and the refs don't know the rules. It's the same. Well, so what do you make of the ref stopping Musasi and Weidman while Musasi was? Obviously, punching Weidman in the leg. Yeah, well, we'll get the separation. We got we got a break, but we'll get into full, the full controversy what went uh, what went on there because it was weird. We'll it be back was. after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM seven ninety The Ticket. All right, welcome back, Fighters Fury here on seven ninety The Ticket. Inside the heart of a champion, Tobin here with you. Seaman Tommy Guns back in the building. Missed you guys. Happy yes, you're here. Indeed. So yeah, let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this co-main event because it was weird, man. It was weird. It was a weird night in general. It was a weird night. Two retirements yep. and and one just um, horribly refed fight in the last what three fights? Yep. Yeah. The last three fights were like it was, was like a downward yeah, spiral. There was one point where like uh, you could you know it's weird with John McCarthy like he hates wrestling so much like, but there was one point where he's just like ah. I, I didn't hear him warn, uh, warn DC once about grabbing the cage. You always get a warning for grabbing the cage. He's like, yeah. ah, grab the cage, break it. And that's when I think I think that was probably the exchange where he got his nose broken. Yeah. Too. And so, you know, whether you like that style or not, like, it, I don't think it should have been broken up that quick. But he's like, ah, ah, break it, break it, break it, break it. Break it, break it. He hates, he hates. I was okay, I was okay with the break. I'm, I'm sure. But, like, he's, he hates, he hates that. He hates when guys are up against the cage. Hates it. Um. But yeah, let's go. Let's go to the most controversial moment of the night, which was the the knees to Chris Weidman in the second round of their co-main event. So, first round I gave to Weidman. I gave Weidman the first round, but you could tell that when, when that that Gegard opened up that second round with a fury, he was hitting him with some strikes. Weidman was like, "Whoa!" Backing him up immediately. Um, you know. Gets gets him down. It's like, but he can't keep him down. Sima. He's he, you know, Gegard spins out, gets uh gets gets quickly uh, out of out of danger. Frustrates Weidman, starts teeing up on him a little bit, and you can tell like Weidman's uh, in a bad spot. Yes, and so they get into this position where Weidman is in the three point the three point stance. He gets kneed in the head. <laughs> then he puts in the four point stance, and Looks like he's about to get need again, but the but the arm get, comes up super close. But the arm gets the the arm gets pulled up, need in the head again. So the ref stops it. Mergliata stops it. 
And he doesn't take a point from Musasi. He just tells him to go uh, neutral corner. And he's just like, you got five minutes, Chris. You got five minutes. They're not going to stop it. And I think it was because Bergliata just thought, I think he went old school rules. I think that's the problem. I think he thought three points and just in his mind was like, ah, that's not legal. Can't do that. And it was kind of tweener. It was in between. But the problem is with New York, because they're so special and they have all their special rules, you can't uh, you can't replay. You can't go replay. But we can all hear it. Like, we're not dummies. We can hear them yeah. say, no, listen, the, le- the knee was legal. We just saw the replay. He goes, oh. Plus, you got you got Rogan spilling the beans on the side. Right. That they just told Murray it was legal. Right. He's like, this fight should be stopped. This fight should be stopped. And so... Kind of like we were talking about with uh, with Rumble, like were they looking for an out when they're like, oh, the doctors say he can't go anymore. I don't know. It I think se- it seemed like Weidman was was looking for an out because he was in trouble. Maybe, maybe, but no, maybe. But I can understand, like if you're in this this fight where there's damage and you're like, oh, I just got cheated and I can get myself a a win that way. Fine. I mean, he's he's lost two in a row. Who knows what they're thinking in that spot. Ultimately, I think the best thing probably happened results-wise because Gegard was probably on his way to winning that fight. So him getting his hand raised is probably the best thing for them as far as he justice is a little bit served in that spot. If Wyman would have gotten it via DQ, which is what the ref basically called, he called illegal knee, illegal knee, and stops the fight. If you're calling the fight stopped because you're essentially saying Gegard cheated, then shouldn't Chris Wyman win via DQ? So I don't think that justifiably should be the right decision. But Wyman losing in that spot, like what I really think should have happened is they should have just restarted the fight. Even if the doctors are saying, oh, well, he can't go. I just think, I think better, I think better situation than that is, all right, you guys, the ref clearly screwed up here. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of confusion. Chris thought he cheated. The video showed he was close to cheating. It's not like it was very, not like it was blatant. Oh, it was super clean. It was close. I think they should have just restarted the fight and gone from there. I think that would have been the best look for everybody. But if it had to be, if you had to rank second, what was second best? I think giving Gegard the win is the best, the second best way, even though. They use tactics they say they shouldn't be using to get to that result. I guess that's ultimately my roundabout way of going. Like, I'm con- a lot of confusion, but I think that Weidman shouldn't win there. I don't really think the fight should end there, but if somebody, if you're telling me somebody has to win, I guess you got to go Gegard Musasi. I guess. He has to win. He's the winner of the fight. I agree with the decision. I think... I, I think that once they realized, regardless if replays allowed or not, once everybody became cognizant of the fact that it was a legal knee, they should have started the fight. If the doctors determine that he is unable to compete, the fight is over and Masasi wins. He's, he's fortunate he had three and a half or four minutes or five minutes to regain himself because mm-hmm. he was on his way out. Yeah, he may have been. He may have no, been. No, no, may, may nothing. But his eyes were looking at each other. 
he when he took that second knee, he was thankful that he was able to sit on the ground. You're probably right. You're probably right. But again, the ref screwed up there. Like the, what should have happened if it was legal is the ref should have let. Like he's not stopping the fight there. He's stopping the fight because he thinks that somebody cheated. Correct. So he should. And he brought the doctors in. Mm-hmm. He didn't stop the fight. He put a halt to the action. Right. He didn't officially wave the fight off when the need took place. Mm-hmm. He put a halt to the action. When he put a halt to the action, the doctor came in. The doctor asked Chris Weidman, can you continue? Chris Weidman said, no, I can't continue. Mm-hmm. I can't fight. So right then and there, Chris Weidman, if he was man enough and he was capable enough to fight, then he could have said at that point in time, I need a couple minutes, I'm able to fight. And I think it would have been a different outcome. Mm-hmm. He would have had a chance to officially get knocked out. But that didn't happen because he was looking for the easy way out. Yeah, I get And that's, that's how I think. These guys are fighters. How many guys get kicked in the nuts? How many guys get hit illegally? Can I say nuts? Yeah, of course. I hope I can because sure. I said it twice now. <laughs> so, and I didn't see you reach for the dump button, so I uh, guess I was good. safe. So how many guys does that happen to? And they take the couple minutes and they continue. He was looking for a way out. And someone, in his opinion, was handing him a way out right in his face in a silver platter. And he wanted to snatch it. They didn't ask him. Mergliata didn't ask him if you if he could continue to fight. The doctor did. So once the doctor heard that he said, "No, I can't continue to fight. I can't see. Right. I can't. But I, I think, can't feel my face." But the, but the thing in that point, and I get you. But at that point, I think Chris thinks that the guy cheated because it was very close. It was very close. And if if Chris in that spot think, remember, he goes and talks to Joe. He still thinks the guy cheated, even though Mergliata came over and said, "No, it ended up being legal." Um. He so, saw the replay and he still thought he cheated. But if the doc, if the doctor comes and he's going to tell you, "Hey, can can you continue?" and you think that is a win, should I get, continue to get punched in the face or should I take the win? I can understand that he was looking for the easy way out. I, I get you, but ultimately, what was weird here is the ref screwed up and the doctors kind of bailed him out on the decision. The doctor's like, "Eh, you know what? Right the, thing to happen here is Gaygard gets the win." The doctor he says he can't go. Chris Weidman should be extremely thankful the doctors bailed him out of getting knocked out a minute later because he was on his way out. Well, it's interesting. Like, where does he go here? This is three straight losses for Chris. Either way, like, he he asked for another fight with Anderson so he can look good again. Well, Gegard, that was Gegard's last fight on his contract. And, I mean, Scott Coker is soaking up, you know, UFC fighters like crazy. Like biscuits. He's just like, ah. You need a contract? Here, Viacom. Viacom. And, like, Dana's like, oh, all right. Dana already Dana already low-balled low him at, at the press conference. Essentially, where he's like, he ain't one of these guys, like, who's got a country behind him. Like, because he's, Gegard's talking about, oh, I, I should get paid more than Mark Hunt, Vitor Belfort. I beat all these guys. He's like, well, they, they have countries behind them. Like, you can't, can't compare yourself. So, I kind of think this is opening up the door for Gegard is going to end up jumping ship and going to Bellator. I really do. And so... If Chris Wyman can't get his rematch there, I don't really know what fight is out there for him at 185 right now. I don't know. Like, is this a case where he maybe jumps weight classes, or does he think about, I don't know how much left is in, in, in the tank for his career. I don't know. He's had three back-to-back losses, and yep. those losses 
he didn't obviously he didn't look good he didn't win but how much longer do you continue down that path yeah it's and and especially when they start the thing that was concerning to uh Ty was with with Seymour, uh with with Chris was that uh it felt like as soon as he got touched good it was like it it, it felt like all right this is going in a bad spot like this is he's not going to He's not going to recover from it. It almost had like a Rousey-esque feel to it. It's true. When he started, when he got bloody and he looked up into the, the cameras where he could, or the screens where he saw himself, it seemed like it kind of threw him a little bit. A lot like what happened to our guy, um, St. Pierre, when he gets a little blood on his face. Yeah. George. Speaking of George. When the hell is this fight going to get announced? The Bisping George St. Pierre. You got all these people in middleweight. You got Jacare fighting. You got Yoel sitting on his ass. You got, uh, you know, all these all these people. And it's just like, ah, I do not know when I want to fight. When am I going to fight Michael Bisping? Like you had a press they, conference and there's no date. You know what they should do with Chris Weidman? I think they should they should put him in against Jacare Souza. And now he'll officially know he's not a top five UFC fighter. Because he's been beaten by the other guys. Well, Jacare fights uh, next week, so we can get into a little of that card when we come back after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790, The Ticket. Tobin, Seaman, Tommy Guns here with you. So... Looks like we got uh, Daniel Cormier versus John Bones Jones eventually. John gets done in, uh, in July, but I am concerned with with DC. And he mentioned this after the fight about you know his weight. Obviously, he needed two attempts to make two hundred five, which was kind of some shady Canadian stuff there. Seema, like GSP yeah. used to get with the three pounds. They're like, <laughs> oh no no no, we we got this rule. See, how do you lose you one point get... two pounds in in two minutes? I don't know. They're saying like I've never heard of this, the push on the towel thing. This is apparently a thing that wrestlers do. I've never Weight heard of shifting. it. Shifting. I've never heard of it. Yeah. But um I don't know. I but but the one thing is is uh, that's funny is like on, on embedded, he said to to Roman, like, that's my two last of two oh five. And then he said after the, the fights that he got he got way too undisciplined that he even admitted he's like, I just got too fat. He's like he said my suits weren't even fitting on Fox. Yeah, but Apparently they got two suits for him at Fox. They got non-camp DC suit and camp DC suit. He fat says, suit. He says even my fat suits aren't fitting anymore. So well, to I don't me, know. to me, when you when you look at him though, he's not in great shape. Nope. I think if if he actually took his um, diet right, he could probably make middleweight. Maybe. No, maybe he's got. He's got full blown flubber. Yeah, but why? Like, I understand, but he, why? When he goes, he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get annihilated at heavyweight, fighting uh, guys two sixty five. One strike force Grand Prix. There's only one guy who's. I mean, all respect to DC. Like, there's one guy who kicks his ass. Everybody else, like, but he's not doing anything same, against him. He's not that same guy he was five years ago, man. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I don't see. If he can't get you to the ground, he's done. If he can't get you to the ground, he's done. It's not as easy to so, take a guy that's got a low set. You think he could take Mark Hunt to the ground? Uh, probably, I don't know. I don't think he can. I don't know. And I think Mark Hunt hits him with one of those sledgehammers. Night-night. 
But you don't you don't see a situation where it could be like Rumble, where they get tied up, he gets Mark Hunt tired, and then eventually Mark Hunt goes down. Like that's kind of potentially he wears guys out. Potentially he wears but, guys out. Potentially, but he hit, if you get hit with one or two of those sledgehammers, maybe especially a two piece. But he just beat the guy. He's just beat the guy who's pound for pound the one of the best power strikers in the sport at this in the same strategy. Now I don't know if that's beat a, that guy. That guy handed him the fight. He handed him the keys to the car and said, "Here you go." You think that was a mental checkout completely? That was a me- without question. Even his corner was furious, screaming at him, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing?" That's why Henry Hoof was invisible after after the fight when he's like, "Where's my trainers? Where's my trainers? Where are my coaches?" It was so awkward. <laughs> what it was like they abandoned him, left him in the middle of the ring. Like, we don't want anything to do with this. He, he did not lose that fight. Well, just he a, gave that fight away. It's a weird thing, man, because, like, we've been wanting this Rumble Johnson-John Jones fight for I don't know how long. We've been we've been clamoring for that fight. Um, So you, you're telling me if you would have won that fight that, no. Let's just say, let's say DC trips on his face and falls in your fist even if you were trying to lose the fight. Let's just say something weird happens, mm-hmm. and he loses. DC blows an Achilles, and he can't go on. Whatever. You're telling me now you're the champion, and they're going to give you a John Jones fight, and you're not going to take that fight? I just, it's weird. I don't know. I, I want to know. Like, there's definitely more to the story. There is, it's, and it will it will come out soon. I'm, I'm sure that somebody's going to talk to Henry Henry's going to spill the beans or somebody in that camp. Those, those, remember, that camp is so fragmented now. Yeah, it's not that a camp. camp. They're right. They're not a camp. They're not getting along with each other. There's different motivations. They're, they're in disarray. Trust me. When there's disarray, people go to talking. People go to chatting. They're going to share stories. And something's going to come out where Rumble just didn't care anymore and he went into the cage he got his last payday i'm sure he got paid well last night i don't know what it was but it was probably high six figures maybe even seven figures Mm -hmm. and he's probably very comfortable and he's gonna go i don't know what he's gonna do open a chain of fast food restaurants or go do some community type event where he gives back to his community or make some Boca sort great of association. Again. Yeah, make Boca great again, or he's going to go back to, I think he's from Dublin, Georgia. Yeah. And uh, maybe make a difference where he came from. I don't know what he's going to do. God bless him. More power to him. But I think he handed that fight to Cormier on a silver platter. So for us to look back and say that, oh, Cormier annihilated... Uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson in their rematch. I mean, that's, to me, anybody who says that didn't watch the fight. This guy went and tried to wrestle him, and he and he wasn't even really trying to wrestle. He just laid on him. Yeah, well, it's a big boy you got to try and take down. Understood. <laughs> but it wasn't like there were so many opportunities for him to throw punches and throw with, kicks and I'm things like you. that, like, and he didn't pull the trigger. To me, that's that's a sign that he had just hung it up. He gave up. He probably didn't want to win because if he did win and he had the title, then he'd have to have further commitment and there'd be all kinds of pressure on him then. Maybe. Um, man, it's just it's just strange because you think that – I guess, you know what? It's just we don't know what's in these guys' heads. We think that 
the title's end all be all, and that's that's where you you eventually want to be. Um, but yeah, maybe they don't want it. I don't know. Now, do you think uh, we'll probably get this John Jones uh, Daniel Cormier fight? I hope it's not John's first fight back. You worried about John fighting uh, DC? I think the first fight back. Yeah, he's. I mean, the guy's been out of the cage for what two years? It's tough. Like I don't think either one of them have looked. I. It's it's almost like you wish that they would have just fought again when they were supposed to fight. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's when it was meant to be. DC kind of feels like. You know, one foot out the door, like that's the fight he wants. Maybe he fights at heavyweight again. Maybe, maybe uh, if Kane, maybe if Kane's future at heavyweight uh, isn't bright, Kane's got a ton of injuries and he doesn't have that hurdle of having to uh, worry about taking his friend Shine. Maybe then he goes to heavyweight. Um, but as far as facing John Jones, I don't know. I don't know what changes. I, I just think that even even with John. Being out this long, I just don't know how how is he he took DC down. He did. He's got all the tools to do it. I don't I don't think that he even should be worried. I think that that's still a matchup where he dices him up. I really do. I think that too much was made of John's fight with Owen St. Prue. Still broke over OSP's arm. You know he didn't lose a round. Yeah, he didn't look the crispest. But you're talking about he was getting ready for Daniel Cormier. And he's had to fight a completely different fighter on short notice. I don't know. I, Tommy, should, he, should there be any worry with John on the comeback? Or do you think that he needs, does he need a tune-up before fighting DC? I don't think so. I know that John's been out for a while. But I think you put John against Cormier anytime, any day John wins. That's my too. personal opinion. Well, it's just. He, he he's self admittedly is like I you know look at what he's done when he doesn't train that hard, you know like he's like yeah, I fought Alexander Gustafsson I didn't train and I was doing cocaine and partying every night and yeah he came close to losing but he still won won a won a vicious battle, um I I just I don't if if you would have told me DC came into this camp and he was in the best shape he's ever been in and he didn't say that I was undisciplined, um. You know, maybe I'd feel different, but DC's not no spring chick. He's he's older, and so the fact that you're telling me, all right, DC's now questioning his discipline. I don't know. I just I just don't think that's matching up well. It's not like I'm seeing DC get better and better every time he's in the cage. No, not at all. And he had to push off on the towel this time around just to make weight. How do they do that? I don't know. I want to learn that trick. I want to learn that trick. Do you call it weight shifting, Sima? Mm-hmm. Is he on his tippy toes? <laughs> Is he levitating? How does he do it? I need to know. Everybody have a great week. Oh, Demetrius Johnson. Let's let's do quick fight picks. Demetrius Johnson next week takes on William Hayes for Ooh. the flyweight title on Fox. Wow. It's a big one, guys. Looking it's a big one. To it. Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Oh, we're really picking? Yeah, let's pick. Okay. Who you got? Um, I got Johnson. I think that. Wilson Hayes, it, it would be very surprising to me. I mean, he's a guy from early days of Bellator. He was supposed to be in his prime back then and uh, has never really fulfilled the expectations. Mm. So hopefully it will be an exciting fight. Hopefully he's uh, he's well-trained and he's much better than I remember him to be. 
What do you think, uh, Tommy Guns? Who you got? Mighty Mouse. What about uh, Rose Namajunas versus Karate Hottie, Michelle Watterson? Gotta take the Rose. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. badass. I like I'm, I'm going to go Karate Hottie on that one. I'm going to go Watterson. And then Jacare versus Robert Whitaker. Jacare. Jacare. I'm going to go Whitaker. With that. Wow. Controversy. You first got your first uh, show back in Let's a while. Let's see what you got, Did Tobin. You Did you pick Wilson? No, I'm picking okay. me. Uh, I thought you I went. I thought you went the other way on all three fights. <laughs> it's like a crazy. It's like a crazy. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Everybody have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.